Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, Dr. Ron here with Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, as usual on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies and gentlemen, I am broadcasting today from Palmas del Mar in sunny Puerto Rico. I have a, a cell phone and a tablet, and uh, all I need is a crystal radio and uh, a uh, a line out back, and I, I would feel that I'm back uh, when I was a kid on a crystal radio. I hope this show uh, is successfully broadcast. Uh, we will have today Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry joining us. And before we go further, I do want to thank Phil Safer last week for a fantastic program on colloidal silver. As usual, we learned a lot with Phil. Uh, I hope those of you that do not have a colloidal silver maker have uh, called him at uh, Elixa, E-L-I-X-A dot com and ordered your colloidal silver maker. Uh, if you do any traveling, if you're worried about the flu, you want to listen to that show. It's archived, and you can hear it on Blog Talk Radio. Just search Dr. Ron, and you can go to all of our archive shows, which are a couple hundred now, ladies and gentlemen. So please, uh, Phil, you did a great job if you're listening, and we're looking forward to having you again. And ladies and gentlemen, if you could, mark your calendars for February 7th when we'll have Dr. Sarah Russell. She'll be calling into the program from uh, Italy. She is an expert on mercury, and we will be talking about mercury, the anti-nutrient, and where it is contained and what you should do about it, all the side effects uh, that... Uh, mercury can cause. Dr. Sarah Russell has written extensively on this subject. She does consultations uh, on Skype and uh, look forward to having her on the program. Okay, before we go much further, I have to read this. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information heard from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. With that said, I have some opening remarks I would like to get to. I'd like to introduce you to our our guests, Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry. And then uh, we will have uh, a show that we sort of call the Seinfeld Show. 
a show about nothing, but I'm sure you'll learn a lot uh, as we go through some different topics. Uh, Dr. Dan, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Good afternoon, Dr. Ron in beautiful Puerto Rico. Como estas, eh? And Dr. Jerry, how are you? I can feel the breeze and the sunshine on my shoulders. Oh, it is just incredible. Jerry, how are you here. doing? It's five, Good. It's 5 o'clock here. Uh, we're in, you know, they don't mess with the clocks here, so we're an hour ahead uh, Eastern Standard Time. But it is beautiful, and I'm using my air uh, headset, uh, and so far, so good. It, sound, it sounds good, Jerry, Dr. Ron. Clear. Well, thank you. Well, you, you know, uh, I'm I'm, bro- I'm broadcasting from a cell phone and a tablet. I feel like I'm in the dark ages here, but it looks like we're getting through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, you could be in Zihuatanejo for all we know. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was one of my favorite go-to places. So don't knock Zihuatanejo right near Xtapa. I know it well, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> oh gosh. All right, I got something for you too, Jerry. But first, I want to just go back uh, and, and review something that sort of uh, maybe we should, it shouldn't be so uh, uh, uncommon. And that's no matter how frequently you toss a load of clothes into the wash, there's one item that just not might not be getting uh, in there as often as it should. And as I told Dr. Dan earlier, I'm talking about bath towels after you, the ones you use for after showering. Experts are now saying that if you use the same unlaundered towel every day for a week or more, you might actually be making yourself dirtier than you were before you you stepped into the shower. Sounds crazy, I know, but after all, we're well, the clean. bacteria probably hide in all the uh, the rough the cotton there. Exactly. The problem is that damp towels are the perfect places for germs to breed, just like Dr. Jerry said. Not only do they offer all the conditions microbes need to survive and thrive, like moisture, warmth, and neutral pH, but there's food as well. And the secretion, dead skin cells, and the light that come over our body. Also, you know what? The bathroom is an ideal environment for microorganisms to flourish. Uh, one way is from droplets that can spread from the toilet. And if the towel is hanging where other family members or guests might use it to dry their hands, it only adds to the bacterial buffet. The expert consensus on this, gentlemen, is that a bath towel should be used no more than three times at the most before laundering, and that's assuming that it dries completely after each use. As for hand towels, however, since they're used more often, they should probably be changed every day or two. Just a little practical advice from the, the doctors on this show. And I, I have something for Dr. Jerry because I want him to blow his own horn here. Okay. <laughs> uh, and this and just came out. This is really interesting. For some, under just the right circumstances, they can bring much-needed pain relief, and we're talking about opioids. But they can also take you in the opposite direction before you know it and with tragic circumstances. And I'm going to tell you something maybe you haven't heard about these drugs. When patients with chronic pain use them, all those terrible risks are intensified. And then there's another one, and it's a heartbreaking irony. Opioids can actually make chronic pain even worse. So don't fall into this trap, ladies and gentlemen. Last year, a study found that seven common operations 
such as hip and knee replacements and even keyhole gallbladder surgery can put you at significantly greater risk of becoming an addict. Okay, now there was a study done at Geisinger Health System, that's in Pennsylvania, and they found that when you use opioids for chronic pain, they can actually prolong the pain. Okay, there's more to this study from Geisinger, but boy, does this give us a great intro into uh, Dr. Jerry Smith's new book, uh, Advances uh, in Alternative Treatments for Pain. And I'd just like him to talk a little bit about that before we go on with the show. Well, yeah, it's simple. When you start taking medications, number one, you're masking a symptom. So the original problem just keeps perpetuating. Plus, the more medication you take and the longer you take it, the more acidic you become. When you're too acidic, like I'm talking an oral pH of like 5.0, 5.5, your pain threshold is greatly diminished. So a splinter will feel like an ice pick is stuck in you. Uh, so that's the, the the vicious cycle they get into. They figure, oh, you know, you mask the pain that you're getting better. But in reality, you're overworking the area that you should probably be babying. And, um, you know, again, you're not addressing the core problem. I mean, I had, I mean, there's so many different causes for pain. I mean, I, I've had patients who had uh, chronic migraines from orthodontics where they used headgear to pull the teeth back and it literally jammed up the sutures. And And the funny thing was, Ron, the patient told me the cause of her problem. She said when she walked to school, she would press the books on top of her head, and it made her pain feel better. And no one wow. picked up on that. And so after like two cranial adjustments to release the the jamming of the sutures in her skull, her, her migraines disappeared. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, what Dr. Smith is talking about is information you can find in, on his, in his new e-book. Jerry, where can they get your book? Uh, you can go online or, you know, on our website, icnr.com, and uh, you could order it, you know, directly from there. And uh, then you get a password, and you download it right to your computer, so it's uh, easy peasy. That's great. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, chronic pain and the use of opioids is definitely dangerous, and uh, uh, there's always options. Uh, a friend of mine gave me that word about five years ago, and there's options, and uh, one if you're suffering or you know someone that has a chronic pain and is maybe getting addicted to opioids, you want to just get a copy of Dr. Smith's book, please. Okay. Yeah, Dr. Ron, with interesting cool. little sidelight, uh, yeah. I, I wrote a chapter in a book that a orthopedic doctor put out a number of years ago. Anyway, one of his big findings was too much vitamin A from, like, tomatoes, would, he found clinically would exacerbate pain. Huh. Hmm. How about that? Yeah. And did you check up the did you check that reference out, Jerry? Uh I'd have to re look up the book. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was gonna publish it, uh, but I'd have to look it up. The reason I'm I bring that up is because I I wasn't gonna talk about it, but there's an article that came out in Pain Physician uh just recently and it found that treating low vitamin D levels improved the pain intensity and mobility among patients with chronic low back pain. Did you find that in your research for your book? No. Well, here's what the study showed in this, this recent article. Studies have shown a link between low vitamin D levels and chronic musculoskeletal pain, including low back pain. Up to 83% of patients with chronic low back pain are vitamin D deficient. 
the mechanisms responsible for this relationship remain unclear. They say theoretically two explanations have been proposed. The first one is that vitamin D supplements have been found to improve bone density and muscle mass, which may result in a reduction of pain. And secondly, they say low vitamin D status has been linked to heightened central sensitivity, a condition of the nervous system associated with the development and severity of chronic pain. So maybe a high vitamin A and a low vitamin D might set you up for a chronic pain syndrome. Well, you know, it's interesting, Dr. Ron, uh, when I did my research for my last seminar up in Toronto, I discovered that low vitamin D prevents the uptake of T3, which is your thyroid, uh, thyroxine hormone, into the cells. So that, to me, is more physiologically appropriate for answering the question of chronic pain because if T3 doesn't get into the cell, the metabolism is markedly reduced and the waste products are going to build up in that cell causing more pain because it's more toxic. Hmm. That's interesting. All right, that guy, I know Dr. Dan's thinking about it, so we'll give him some time <laughs> to think about that one. Definitely thinking about that one, I'll tell you. Um, uh, yeah, well, I had to increase my vitamin D. It was, uh, it, was, it was too low. I mentioned it before. I'm taking about the 6,000 uh, international units a day now, and it's up around 54. Perfect. That's a good, good level. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. uh, I, I think I feel better from it too. I take vitamin A, but uh, it's it's in my multivitamin. Well, you know, the other interesting factor is that you know the liver produces a, a compound called GCMAF. It's a mm-hmm. glycoprotein macrophage activating factor, but it doesn't really work efficiently unless your vitamin D levels are up to like fifty to sixty nanograms per deciliter. So the key here in the equation is that by having appropriate levels of vitamin D, these macrophages, which are like little Pac-Men, kind of gobble up toxins and, and uh, you know, uh, viruses and bacteria, which, you know, would reduce inflammation. So it's a multifactorial, you know, approach with vitamin D. It's not just uh, changing a spark plug. And I think as a hormone, vitamin D is very uh, essential for the body function too. So... Anyway, vitamin D is, uh, you know, I think been a sleeper, and the docs haven't been, you know, addressing that issue. Have no, and actually, they, yeah, they've been making right. us sicker, Jerry, because they're telling us to avoid the sun exposure. Oh, absolutely, and, uh, and then use sunscreen. And, and like I said before, the same people that manufacture the sunscreen also make the chemotherapy. So the sunscreen has, actually has carcinogenic components in it. Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, what Dr. Smith has says is, is absolutely true. Uh, a lot of the, the incidence of melanoma and skin cancers has gone up as we have increased our use of uh, uh, SPF factors. So that's got to tell you something. Uh, if you're looking for a reference on this, ladies and gentlemen, there's a group called the Environmental Working Group, and they go by the name EWG.org. Go to the website, and they'll show you which – Sunscreens are carcinogenic and which aren't. You'd be surprised how many of them have uh, uh, fatty acids in them that'll just boil under your skin and uh, cause cancer. Well, you know, it was interesting when I did the uh, RAGBRAI, which is right across the Iowa 
uh, five years ago, my, my son, you know, put sunscreen on and by the second day he couldn't ride. He was totally exhausted because he couldn't sweat. Hmm. Ah, how about that? Smart, smart kid to get out of that ride. (laughs) Yeah. The old man, the old man showed him up. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, you know what? The next time I go on a bike race, I'm going to have plenty of sunscreen ready for the competition. Lather it on, guys. Give it to him free. (laughs) You You in bike races too, Dr. Ron? I used to. I, I used don't to answer that one. Not not races. I used to go from Philly to Atlantic City, though. Yeah. Really? Did you, yeah, did you take way. the expressway? He didn't tell you. <laughs> he basically tied his bike onto the back of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get as much up. help as possible. <laughs> All right. So we you know, we so seem, to be, we seem to be caught here between... Getting getting the vitamin D from the sun and and melanoma and all the skin cancers, what what's the real answer? Just moderation. Uh, don't don't well, overdo anything and make sure you get enough vitamin D somehow. And well, is that the answer? just think about it. the Indians ran around naked and they didn't have rampant melanoma. Basically, when you're out in the sun and you're sweating, the poisons are coming to your epidermal layers, your skin layers. Yeah, that's so true. you're you're enhancing that toxicity level. You know, the mm-hmm. ideal is to get into like an infrared sauna. You know, you sweat it out slowly. You bring the temperature up gradually. Don't go into a hot sauna right away. It's too mm-hmm. dangerous. But you go in and slowly build up the temperature. And then before you get out, you can rub yourself with essential oils. So it absorbs the toxins, preventing it from getting reabsorbed back into the body. But I uh-huh. think that's the reason for the cancer is that sweating brings the poisons to the Top layers of the skin, they stay there, and it creates havoc. Oh. What about the fact that the Indians, Native Americans, also used to, when after they finished eating and they had the meat and so forth, they would rub the oils on their skin? Did that do anything at all that that you know of? They say that yeah, gave them kept, protection. It kept the buffalo away from them. <laughs> I think the buffalo came after them. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was buffalo meat and all the things that they hunted, you know. I think it might have been a protective. Who knows? Okay. Thank you. Yep. Well, you know, one thing is is you don't want to get burned. Okay. That's especially in, in your younger years. You don't want to get burned. Other than that, the sun uh, advice we've been getting from physicians is really wrong. And because the sun provides a lot of vitamin D, the blue light that helps our immunity, helps our pain. It's anti-inflammatory, but there is a caveat. You don't want to get a get a sunburn and get blisters. We well, know it's important. interesting. Yeah, Dr. Ron, uh, oh, Royal Lee, he was the founder of Standard Process Vitamin Company back in the 30s. Royal and Lee. I used to read good old Royal Lee. I used to read his notes before I'd go to bed. It would calm me down. Uh, but he, he was very astute and very interesting. If you start let's say a couple of days before you go out in the sun and start taking some calcium lactate, but it's not dairy source lactate and flax oil. The flax oil acts as a diffuser, pushing the calcium into your skin, into the cells. When you're out in the sun, the vitamin D literally pulls the calcium out of this tissue into the bloodstream. And this is why you get fever blisters 
because the calcium, when the level gets low, it's actually a diagnostic. When the calcium level gets low in the cells, the viruses manifest, and that's where you get the herpes lesions. Hmm. How do you like that one? Never heard that one. That's a new one. Sounds good. Well, Dr. Royal Lee, well, he also was a dentist, but he uh, he had a, uh, a fantastic knowledge of the human body and biochemistry. Just a uh, well well read, well written man who understood. He just uh, he wasn't a shill for anybody. He just did what was right. Well, the FDA did him in finally in the fifties. I think they they created so much stress on him that he had a heart attack. But you know, he was saying, for example. If you take vitamin A from beef lipids, from the beef kidney lipids, it actually will lower cholesterol levels safely. But when they did the studies, they were using fish source vitamin A, which will not lower your cholesterol. So it depends on the source of the vitamin A. Well... And, and there were two two other things that came out this week on Medscape. One is drug trials by authors with pharmaceutical ties are more often positive. And, guys, I don't think anybody would have thought of that one. And the second article in Medscape was clinicians often under mis- underestimate the harms of tests and treatments. And, again, mm-hmm. who would have thought of that? Who would have thought of that? So... Not, not to quote everything from these articles, but they basically say, you know, if the, if the trials are run by physicians who uh, are getting paid by the drug companies, they, they're going to find positive results. Uh, and we've seen it time and time again, especially with the statin drugs. You know, the, you got when you see a statin study, you really have to look and see uh, who paid for the study. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll do that for you as time goes on here, ladies and gentlemen. But just and as speaking a, about that, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, one of my patients was in yesterday, and she was saying she's going to help my mom out. She was just put into the hospital, and all of a sudden she came down with dementia. And the first question I asked her, I said, "Was your mother on statin drugs?" She said, "Absolutely." I said, "Well, there's your problem." You know, it's like a sponge. You know, you know the body can only absorb so much, and then afterwards, <laughs> the damage starts to occur. It's just, it's just incredible, Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan, yeah. day in and day out. Now I'm here. I'm here in Puerto Rico. I have people coming up to me and saying, "Well, we really like your radio show and all, but uh, my doctor still put me on a statin." A 77 year old female, oh. and she can't. She can't walk. She's got pains in her hips, pains in her shoulders, pains in her knees. I said. And they want, they want me to take uh, this Umara drug and prednisone and this and that. I said, please, why don't you just stop the statin? Oh, I can't do that. I don't want to die. Well, they think your yeah, cholesterol is a disease. It's a joke. Yeah. Cholesterol's not that's the how disease. Effective, that's how effective the advertising has been, though. And that's how effective they've gotten to the medical profession. <clears throat> they mean the brainwashing is talk- effective. The people yeah, are afraid. Exactly they right. they feel that my doctor's telling me this, and if I don't do it, I'll die, and I'll get a heart attack, and I'll get a stroke, and all this other business. And it's and well, it seems to be the opposite from the studies that we're seeing now. Absolutely, there's no right. there's no evidence. It's one to two percent effective, and that's being generous. Yeah, fifty percent, one one of two percent, right, Ron? Yeah. And what about the diabetes that it can cause, especially in women? 
With the statin drugs. Yeah. That's another problem. Cataracts. Cataracts, right. And it tears up your but liver. But, but, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to check the liver studies all the time when you're on statins. I remember when I was on them. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, the, the two diseases that are uh, will, will, will increase in numbers are dementia and Parkinson's disease. They say they're the mm. two biggest neurodegenerative diseases. And, you know, they all have bases in patients who use statin drugs. There's other co-founding factors. So I'm not saying there aren't. But statins increase the incidence of Parkinson's disease and dementia. So I don't know how to, how to get it out there any, any other way but this radio program and keep telling people. Well, Dr. The great Ron, I cholesterol think you, con. Yeah, I think if, if we just stress, do your homework. You know, don't don't believe us. Go on the internet. Ask your pharmacist. You know, get it from a, another source to cooperate. What the heck we're saying? When you dig up your own information, you're more apt to believe what you're you're finding because, uh, you know, just to accept other people's uh, opinion, uh, you know, still leaves some doubt in your head. But when you do the research and you see it multiple places from authoritative sources, you know, that's when your eyeballs open up. Well, and yeah. I, I always I, I agree 100%. That's why we're continuing to do this program. But now I'm going to give you some good news. There's oh, a medical thank you. Journal, medical journal called Prescriber. They published an article this month, and you, you know how I am with articles. It was from doctors from the United States, France, and the U.K., and Ireland. They have not only concluded that millions are being, quote-unquote, over-medicated with statins, but they also cast doubt on the whole idea that lowering the so-called, quote-unquote, bad cholesterol, LDL, will prevent heart disease in the first place. I mean, you know, I think some physicians are catching on now. There was even a Dr. Abramson from Harvard, of all places, said, there's a lack of association between high LDL cholesterol and heart disease, especially in seniors, adding that the conventional cholesterol hypothesis is flawed. A Harvard physician, he's not going to be there for long. He's going to lose his tenure. Well, the but other thing that they found, too, that most people that die of massive heart attacks have low to normal cholesterols. <laughs> Yeah, well, we Dan and I saw that when we would take care of patients in the in the intensive care unit. The right. heart attack patients, sixty five percent had normal cholesterols. Right. Some of them were real thin, and, and they, they were runners and you know exercisers, and and they died anyway. Well, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. Royal Lee, you know, found uh, you know back in the forties, uh, basically it's a magnesium that keeps the coronary blood vessels dilated. And unfortunately, people, you know, think a salad is a cucumber, a tomato, a radish, and an iceberg lettuce. You know, you got to eat real greens, you know, collard greens, cilantro, you know, kale. And, and the magnesium is all part of the green vegetables. And they keep the coronary blood vessels dilated and open. You know, if you're not getting enough magnesium, you're in trouble. Is that why my wife has an organic garden in the back and feeds me all that good stuff every night? No, she's feeding the rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's feeding you the GMO products. She's getting a Publix. <laughs> right. he, he called me a rabbit, Ron. 
<laughs> I don't know you. I don't know you that well. Yeah, yeah. right. Right. <laughs> well, good stuff. ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored with Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan. Uh, today is a Seinfeld show. Uh, I'm here in sunny Puerto Rico in Palmas del Mar. Broadcasting with a cell phone and a tablet and a wire out to the balcony, uh, like the old days. So uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, and we'll hit some other subjects as we go along here. But I want you to take a, just a minute break for a pause for the cause for Dr. Ron Jr. And we'll be right back. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryospa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool Cryospa is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about cool cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the cool cryosauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your cool cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in in the New Rules Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa. Come chill with us. Yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's Dr. Ron in Naples, Florida. And we're back with Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan uh, for topic, topic of the minute. Okay, well, I had some ideas, Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan. Uh, yes. We don't really talk, talk a lot about vaccines and uh but, you know, I think it's getting to a point now, especially since our newly elected president is thinking about appointing uh, Kennedy to a position uh, to oversee uh, vaccine safety. Uh, so a lot of us uh, sort of kept quiet on it about it. But, you know, there's been some whistleblowers at the CDC who have actually lost their jobs. Uh, there have been a physician just recently at the Cleveland Clinic uh, who on his blog talked about the questions he had about children having vaccines. So many of them at a time, he was let go. A tenured physician at Cleveland Clinic, uh, they eventually retracted. Uh, but uh, our new president, uh, President Donald J. Trump, is thinking about appointing Robert Kennedy uh, to uh, oversee uh, the the vaccine uh, uh, issue and to see if it's really safe and and to see if there there is a, and us in the alternative medical field we know there are no published studies on the long term safety of vaccines uh, so uh, we have to look forward to uh, uh, vaccines uh, is it safe where's the facts how how many vaccinations can children be given. You know, and we have to get to the public, let the public know that the vaccines containing mercury, glyphosate, glyphosate, uh, aluminum, uh, formaldehyde, and that maybe you cannot 
as Dr. Offit at Children's Hospital in Philadelphia says, a child can get 10,000 doses. Well, hello, you know, he does own some patents on vaccines and makes a lot of money. He has a side name as Dr. Profit, not Dr. Offit. So uh, I, I had his, I had something, one of his uh, companies here, if I can find it. Again, I'm, I'm operating on a shoestring here, ladies and gentlemen. And anyway, uh, we have to thank our new president for uh, at least bringing the, prob- the problem up, and uh, maybe we can talk more about it when we uh, get better and lo- more longer-term studies to see uh, yeah. what, you know, what's going on. Because uh, the fact that uh, it protects you against anything is, is really not true. I mean, the, the statistics aren't there. There's a, there's a report out even about the swine flu. They stopped counting swine flu cases and still said they were seeing 20,000 a year, even after they stopped counting them at the CDC. So uh, uh, lots of con con, uh, facts, fake uh, uh, news from the CDC going on. Jerry, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Yeah, Dr. Ron, there's two good books that I strongly recommend. One's called A Shot in the Dark by Harris Coulter and Barbara Lowe Fisher. And, uh, you know, it basically shows the CDC's own records that these disease processes were on their way out when vaccines came on the scene to so-called rescue, you know, the citizens. Uh, The other interesting book is called Vaccination, 100 Years of Orthodox Research, shows that vaccines represent a medical assault on the immune system. And that book is by Vera Schreibner, Ph.D., and um, what was interesting, her husband was a, um, uh, a medical uh, biologist, and anyway, they set up these respiratory monitors, and after the, uh, the pertussis, they noticed that the respiratory distress in the baby uh, went up for like a three-week period. It, it's just disheartening that the documentation's out there, and of course, it's all you know suppressed. But there's two excellent books that you know, describe the chicanery that's going on in the vaccine industry and also the truth about the reactions to these vaccines. I mean, the thing that got me all bent out of shape about it is I had a patient years ago, she brought her daughter into me and she said, my poor daughter was 100% normal within 24 hours of getting, you know, uh, I think it was a MMR. She literally became brain damaged. Guillain-Barre syndrome? Worse than that. Worse than Gouillet brain. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, truly brain damage. All she would do would scream and pull her hair out. The mm-hmm. kid was probably had encephalitis because of the vaccines. Mm-hmm. Here, listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, in case you haven't heard it. I have a date and time. August 27, 2014, CDC scientist William Thompson came out of the shadows and revealed that he had participated in a major scientific fraud. Ten years earlier... He and his co-authors had published a study claiming there was no MMR vaccine connection to autism. They had omitted, they had omitted vital data which contradicted that finding. The MMR vaccine was increasing the risk of autism. Thompson knew it, so did his co-authors, and they buried it. In other words... Thompson was ready to blow this whistle on MMR, uh, but the director at that time, Gerbing, 
G-E-R-B-E-R-D-I-N-G, Gerberding, uh, canceled his presentation. Gerberding subsequently left the CDC. She went to work as president of the vaccine division at Merck. Mm. And Merck, guess what? Who do they, what do they manufacture? MMR. So she mm. suppressed all this information linking autism and MMR from the CDC, where she was uh, uh, director, and then goes to work for Merck. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to keep talking about this. Continue to read books as recommended by Dr. Jerry, and uh, there, there's something going on here. Uh, it doesn't smell good. Well, you know, uh, clinically observed with young children, usually within a very short period of time, I'm talking like 24 to 48 hours with the MMR, they, they come down with type 1 diabetes like a 7-year-old or, you know, an 8-year-old. I mean, it's just so disheartening. And, and, and the poor parents, they're like, you know, just wringing their hands because they they knew in their heart they shouldn't have given the child the vaccine. They knew it, but, you know, the doctor, you know, intimidates them that, uh, oh, if you don't get it, you know, your child's going to be, you know, more prone for serious diseases and all this nonsense. And the bottom line is once the damage is done, the doctor washes his hands. He don't want to know from you. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the other side of the coin is, 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 is the physicians and the drug companies are immune from lawsuits. They made sure that they got the, a law passed. You can't sue them uh, for vaccine injury. Damage, yeah. Yeah. That may they change. Damages. Yeah, that may change. Yep. All right. Well, I just wanted to touch that. There's a there's a John Rappaport, if anybody's interested. He writes a uh, uh, on the Internet. It's called Fake News. And he has a whole article on the CDC and the spider scientists who are ready to blow the lid off the CDC. Uh, it's a group of uh, physicians from the CDC who just want to come out and, and talk about the fraud that's going on there. And that's only one group. And, you know, we have the FDA also as another group that's owned by the pharmaceutical companies. And these are all all things that, uh, you know, maybe you don't think it has a lot to do with your health, but it really does because they're the ones that are getting these medications out here, the ones that that, that are convincing the doctors to give it to you. And, uh, you know, it is affecting your health. We 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 are not the healthiest people in the world although we spend the most money for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the show's going to come to later on, but we'll see. I know that our president has some great ideas, starting with the uh, appointment of John F. Kennedy. He's also uh, wants to address the real driver of the debt, which is the sickness in this country, and he wants to start a... Uh, change and, and making sure we know how to have people live better, longer, and healthier. Because he knows if he can, he can do this, he had, and the name he gave for it is Gero Protectors, like I guess gerontology, old people mm-hmm. protectors. And uh, he has uh, talked about uh, a, a commission uh, to implement this solution, and it hinges on the choice of, the, of his FDA. The Trump transition team, as I have noted here, has released only three names under consideration for leading this organization. 
Two of the three candidates understand the medical and economic urgency for promoting this uh, GERO protection. So, you know, th- our, our new president does know that uh, super agers uh, have to be studied. Uh, what do they genetically possess? Uh, did they get vaccines? Uh, uh, he knows that the lifetime medical costs are far below average for a lot of these people that live to be 100. So uh, we have to keep... Uh, 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 an eye on who uh, becomes the new FDA chief because it could uh, uh, be someone uh, we've had the people we've had in the past are all tied to big pharmaceutical companies but uh, this uh, Peter Thiel's uh, man is a man named O'Neill and uh, let me just see I had a pro- something he's a product of Sil- Silicon Valley he does not share the existing healthcare establishments, patients with outdated science and technology. And it's reported that as head of the FDA, he could harness the growing consensus among biogenterologists to force an emphasis on this gero protection. So we'll keep you updated on that because uh, we are not living longer. I think Jerry would agree with that. We have more people that are living to age 100, but we haven't increased the lifespan to 120, 121, where it should be. And those that are living in the 90 to 100 range are not all healthy, so using up a lot of dollars. So So they're lingering longer. Yeah, yeah, uh, quite a good way to put it. Uh, So our new president is uh, at least aware of this, so I'm, I'm happy for that. All right. What else do we got? I was going to talk about PPIs again, but I sort of beat this up over the last two years. Uh, just how awful a drug they are. Oh, they cause they they can kill you, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, beside everything else we've talked about, uh, now you can really uh, just they, they we can ruin your liver. Now we know it depletes your vitamin B12. It it, it, it can cause strokes. And now you can end, you know you take that in the Tylenol and you need a liver transplant. <laughs> and of course, uh, that's more profitable, Dr. Ron. <laughs> What's that? It's more profitable, <laughs> you said, right? Oh yeah, it's profitable. Mm-hmm. Well, all, these, all these diseases that they're creating are are conglomerates. I mean, the cancer conglomerate, the heart disease conglomerate, the cholesterol conglomerate—they're just. Uh, they just feed off of one another. Well, you know, they set they set up the population with their RDA, you know, the recommended daily um, dosages uh, of vitamins. You know, for example, the iodine is barely enough to prevent you from getting goiter, but not enough to keep, you know, your thyroid and, and every cell in your body healthy. So they purposely keep the, the daily requirements low, so you're basically running in a deficiency mode. Yeah. And, and and Dr. Jerry's right, ladies and gentlemen. We've talked about it. You've heard it on this program. I mean, the thyroid uh, maybe, maybe it should it should be the master gland, not the pineal gland, because uh, so many diseases and even as as we've learned today, chronic pain revolve, revolve around the thyroid gland. So if you're not getting yeah, enough iodine, the, yeah, fibromyalgia. That's a biggie. I, I see yeah. that so frequently. Um, because when when the metabolism is low in all the cells, the waste products build up, and, and the fibromyalgia, what is it? You get diffuse pain patterns all over the body. And and I'll tell you another thing that with the thyroid, with the acne and the skin conditions, and, and now here's a hidden one that I, I 
should have brought up a little bit earlier, but it makes no difference. We'll get it out there. These vaccines are literally being trapped in the skin. Now, I just had a young woman, 17 years old. In fact, I have to put her um, video testimonial up on my website. She was just in today. She was born with eczema, and, and she's like 17. The last three years, the eczema has spread to her face. I mean, she looked like a raccoon when she came in five weeks ago with the circles around her eyes from the allergies. And when I tested her energetically, she showed up that the specific vaccines were found in her skin, along with pesticides and heavy metals. Now, you can go to a thousand dermatologists. They'll never, ever pick up on this at this concept. And I put her on appropriate homeopathics to neutralize the vaccines, uh, homeopathics to pull the pesticides out, uh, amino acid formula to help pull the heavy metals out. In five weeks, she says, I can see a 25% reduction in my eczema that I've had for all my life. And her face is, she said, she's, the eczema on her hands has never looked as, as well you know, after five weeks than their whole life. So, you know, they're not looking for the core. They're just treating a symptom. And these vaccines are one of the, the culprits that are getting trapped in the skin. And, and these dermatologists is not even in their vocabulary to look at this as a, an underlying cause. No, and, and, and I guess I personally would classify this as energetic medicine. Uh, uh, how, how do you classify the getting to the cause by using other than standard uh, blood tests, Jerry? How do you classify that? Or do you classify it? Neglect. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I think it's neglect and, and uneducation. People just are unwilling to, ex- or maybe put on those blinders, unwilling to accept energetic medicine, cyber scan, uh, uh, field therapy, uh because yeah. they don't understand it. Nobody's explaining well, it to them. Well, yeah, the, the doctors have also been dumbed down, you know, so that they don't understand the, the concept. They're not allowed to practice it because it's, quote, below the standard of care. And so it's just a perpetuation of, of ignorance and suffering. Uh, and it's a shame. It, it just doesn't have to be. Well, many of our listeners go to a physician and if, uh, they say, you know, doctor, should I turn off the Wi-Fi at night or does Wi-Fi affect me or the what should I do about uh, electromagnetic fields? I would almost say 100% of them would, wouldn't have an, would not have a good answer for our, 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 Absolutely. our listeners. Yeah, anyone who's suffering from the insomnia, for example, I know I had a patient from London who, when he moved down from Manchester, England to London, he was getting up every morning at 2 o'clock in the morning, and he finally tracked it down to the Wi-Fi of his neighbors. So he had to have a $2,000 uh, curtain made that had silver threads in it to act as a Faraday cage around his bed, and then he starts sleeping through the night again. So, I mean, this is real deal stuff. It's not airy-fairy, maybe if. It's affecting all our health, but, to, you know, varying degrees. And and I had a, recently had a friend who was having the same thing. It looked like insomnia is, is, a, is a new epidemic, but he, he goes, he's using his tablet late at night after 9 o'clock at night. Uh, has Wi-Fi in the house, so he said, "What should I do?" I said, "Well, turn the Wi-Fi off." And I have uh, these blue blue light blocking glasses that I give to people. I said, "Here, take these. See what happens. If you're going to use your tablet, at least put on the blue blockers." Two days later, he said he had the best night's sleep of his life. 
Yeah, and the other factor, Dr. Ron, is keeping the tablet on your lap. You're getting the radiation from that electronic device into your thighs. And uh, again, these are things that people don't factor into, you know, daily living, heart, you know, uh, right. uh problem. So there, there is a pad on the internet you can buy. I think it's called the HARA, H-A-R-A. I think it's about $75. It fits on tablets and laptops. So when you keep these darn things on your laps, you're not radiating your, your jewelry. Yeah, you, know, you may never have any children because of that. <laughs> I'm worried about that at my age. <laughs> you should be. Yeah, I should be. Wow. <laughs> well, the, the things, I mean, we have to continue to talk. I, I want to continue to talk to Dr. Jerry, and I want to get Dr. Hamak uh, Talmore back on the show just to talk about the energy fields. And nobody, nobody understands, and nobody's doing anything about it. I mean, it's just incredible. Well, yeah, the wildest I mean, thing, like, uh, you know, talk about energy fields. I've been working with this Therify, and it's, it's blowing my circuits. Um, it's scalar energy. I mean, they did the research back in the 60s and 70s, and they were curing almost 100% of all kinds of cancer with these things. Uh, and for pain, it's just amazing. Um, one of my uh, women there that I date, she had sciatic pain over the weekend. And so I brought her to the office uh, before we went out to dinner because I figured, look, who the hell wants to sit there with a date who's fetching with pain, you know? So I put her on for nine minutes on on the massage table with the, the Therify uh, bulbs, one at her head and one at her feet. And she gets up after nine minutes. She says, my, my sciatic pain, my back pain, it's gone. It's gone. So I had a pleasant dinner. <laughs> it was pleasant. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody's complaining. <laughs> Here's a guy that's... I'm, I'm not, not going to touch this story a with a tennis ball. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I am biting my tongue. I am holding <laughs> it in so hard you have no idea. Come and see my etchings. <laughs> Now, now we have electronic etchings. It's even better. <laughs> oh gosh, what a what oh, a what a, a, what a, a to... well, oh, you have to sub one to but, our. And by the way, Doctor Ron, on these blue blocking glasses, you just have them on when you have the computer or the iPad or the cell phone, or do you sleep with them all night? No, no, just while you're looking at the. Uh, uh, your pad or your computer because it interferes with the melatonin release. Right. Uh, and TV too, right? Dr. Ron, it would also yeah. apply to the TV. Yeah, yeah I don't exactly. put it on in the bedroom uh, anymore. Not unless the Eagles are on in the middle of the day, and then I'll go in and watch it sometimes, but otherwise. But, but I won't you, can, put you, it. Can watch, you can use your clear glasses and then uh, yeah, supplement with melatonin. That's something I have a lot of my uh, friends do uh, because. Uh, it seems like there's an epidemic of insomnia in, in Naples, Florida. Oh, yeah. In the, and in all, Cape all, all these people else. wear sunblock. They don't go out in the sun. They are whiter than somebody that lives in Vermont. And <laughs> they have soft bones, broken bones, tendon disease, uh, aches and pains. And, and, and when I, they, they see me go to the golf course with no sunblock on, they say, you're crazy. I said, ah, you're the one that's crazy, my friend. So, anyway. Plus, I think what it's the Italian got? and the olive oil that helps, too, doesn't it, Ron? Well, the Mediterranean <laughs> and diet, the skin. definitely. <laughs> and the olive oil, it's a joke. 
Well, no, actually, I use coconut oil on my skin. I love it. Well, it's loaded with vitamin E, coconut oil. Yeah, right. And uh, it has all the all the what lauric acid and antibacterial, yeah. antiviral. And I shave the natural shaving cream. Yeah, yeah. it's also it. good for your thyroid too, the coconut oil, because it helps to increase your metabolism. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. Use a, I, I do a, I do a protein shake that I use it in every morning. Mm. All right. So, look, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Dan just med- mentioned the Mediterranean diet. I was going to bring it up, but we're running short of time. But you know, the Mediterranean diet. I have a list of things: prevents and reverses metabolic syndrome, improves your cardiovascular health. It reduces acne in adult women. It reduces your risk of rheumatoid arthritis, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's disease, and cancer, and improves your overall health and longevity. And the main thing I think why people should follow a Mediterranean diet is linked to a healthier brain. Uh, there's mm. no sense having a, a real strong body if you if you if you're not making the connections up above. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that next week. I'm just I'm just so happy that we were able, I was able to get online here from uh, the beaches of Puerto Rico with a cell phone and a tablet. That uh, I can't believe we're almost an hour already. I think you should Jerry, do it up, every Jerry? week. Sounds good. It sounds better than uh, than ever. Thank God. And then you can write uh, it off, Doctor Ron. Right. The well, business expense. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. I wish I wish I was making money of it, but I'm not making any money. It's, it's costing me money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jerry, what, uh, let's let's talk about a about your book again. Uh, maybe another interesting uh, story, uh, and I know you have a lot of them. Uh, so, do, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Jerry Smith has uh, authored a book on. Alternative uh, Treatments for Chronic Pain. It's an e-book. You can get it on his website at icnr.com. He has lots of videos there. Uh, you can check them out, testimonials of people who are respond to his therapies. I have a, a, a page on Facebook called Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. I, have, uh, I post everything Dr. Uh, Jerry puts on there. We have also information about our, our shows and I have some health tips during the week uh, when I'm back at my home base. Uh, so, Dr. Jerry Smith, uh, author, practitioner, and uh, what, did, what did Johnny Carson, what did they call him? The, the Swami? Karnak, the Magnificent. Karnak, Karnak, the Magnificent. Right. All right, Karnak. Give us, give us something. The Magnificent. <laughs> yeah, a real quickie one was... Uh, Actually, he became a friend of mine, um, Mark, uh, Mark Blatstein. He fell through an elevator shaft two stories, and he was in a body cast for seven months. And uh, I said, what the hell did you learn from the experience? He said, I couldn't fly. (laughs) (laughs) But all kidding aside, the poor guy, (laughs) he had neck and back pain for 14 years. And, you know, he's been to all the top specialists. And what was interesting, I, at the time I was doing this special x-ray system, and he had compression on his atlas and axis, the upper two uh, cervical vertebrae. And from my clinical experiences doing dentistry, I know that if your bite is off, I'm talking like a fraction of a millimeter, it can cause compression of your upper cervical vertebrae. So 
you know, I, I showed Mark the x-ray and the compression, and I built up his teeth, the thicknesses of two sheets of typing paper on the right side. I mean, it's like ridiculous. Uh, you know, it's hardly any height, but it was enough that the next day, his 14 years of neck pain totally disappeared. And six weeks later, he had a, over 75% reduction in his lower back pain. And wow. and we showed the dentist. I even took a, an after radiograph of the area because I developed this system that was totally reproducible and it was published in a peer-reviewed uh, professional journal. So it wasn't, you know, just maybe if airy-fairy kind of research. Um and and you could see the difference in the compression between the atlas and axis and in the before and after radiographs and his dentist would not believe it would not accept it but the guy was out of pain i mean you know go figure uh it's just you know people don't like to get pushed out of their comfort zone and don't confuse me with the facts you know that's the whole issue no, and they just they just don't want and have not been taught how to think critically uh, it's so so important uh even the uh, the snowflakes out there have just uh, been uh, been coddled and, and given false information, and that's what they believe. Uh, look, ladies and gentlemen, I just saw, saw there's a book out also that I can recommend, the Statin Disaster, and in there, uh, Dr. Brownstein will you know he can prove to you how statin drugs fail 99% of those who take them. An interesting article he has in here about cardiologists uh, who order calcium uh, scores to ask, to uh, assess how calcium is deposited in the coronary arteries. Long story short, in the Journal of American College of Cardiology, they found that people who took statin drugs had a two-fold increase in coronary artery calcification progression. Yep, you heard me. Statin worsens the calcification of coronary arteries. And you definitely <laughs> heard me correctly. Yeah, but if you get so, cataract, then you can't see your blood reports. You're not worried, right? Yeah, <laughs> and you can't see all that calcium building up in your arteries. There's oh, a class man. of medication. Yeah, there, there you go. There's a, there's a class of medication bankrupting our medical system, costing us all money. It's terribly expensive. What's, what's that, Ron? The statin drugs? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right. I thought you said something else. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I didn't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I guess if, if my counter is right here on my uh, board, we have a minute 41 to go. For the, we'll wrap up the hour. I just want to be, uh, just like to say that I do have this attitude of gratitude. I do appreciate uh, you listening and uh, making us a number one uh, health listen to radio show in Southwest Florida. And I know maybe today our Puerto Rico numbers will go up. Uh, met a lot of people on the beach I gave cards to. Uh, we will be back next week. i probably be back in the mainland of the United States. I'm not sure yet. But the show will go on. We will always bring you uh, interesting facts that you can use. Uh, you know, we're not only Seinfeld. I like to think of us as Paul Harvey. We're going to bring you the other side of the story, and we're going to back it up with facts. So uh, you've been listening to Dr. Ron, Unfiltered, Uncensored. We're listening to Dr. Dan from Florida and Dr. Jerry Smith from Pennsylvania. And uh, Dr. Dan, any closing words for our listeners? Yes, I'd like to go back a week and say what a great show it was with Phil Safier. And um, doing my research on silver, it's used for virtually everything. 
antibacterial cream, dressings, endotracheal tubes, catheters for urinary tract infection, even some x-ray films today, silver nitrate, conjunctivitis in newborns, water purification, and I even found out that some people use it for warts and it works. And that it was used by Hippocrates, father of medicine, back in the old days in Greece, right? Wow, yep. Isn't that, isn't that fantastic? It so is a great I am substance. taking my silver tonight. I'm putting a shot in a glass, and I swish it around, and down it goes. So Make I sure you I, got some some bourbon to go afterwards as a chaser. Absolutely. In fact, you mix it in the bourbon. It's even better. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you get a little vasodilatation that the silver is really absorbed then. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm a big. I believe in it. I've been using it. Uh, I take it on a plane with me. I have a spray bottle, and I spray the uh, tray table and my armrest with it uh, as a sanitizer. Uh, it has innumerable uses. Uh, and especially I had another, I had a, a email from somebody that says they got rid of the fungus, toe, toenail fungus with it by soaking <laughs> cotton, cotton on the toenail, not even using the red laser light, just uh, cotton on the toenail and soaking it every day for a week. And then he said when the toenail grew out, it grew out normal. And do you know what they say the dirtiest thing on the airplane is besides all the other things you mentioned, Dr. Ron? The headrest. I couldn't believe it. They say the headrest is the dirtiest thing. So you should spray that too maybe when you get in the plane. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Dr. Ron, I'm going to leave you with a wonderful quote. (laughs) Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Hmm. Think about that. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Wow. That sounds like something Yogi Berra would say. Absolutely. I'm going to leave you with one, too. Another one from, from uh, maybe you know, if you remember this, Be Well and Prosper. Right, you remember Spock? Gentlemen. What's that? <laughs> Okay, I sort of, sort of lost you guys there for a minute. Yeah, All right, we're here. Anyway, it was fun being on the show, and look forward to next week. Thank you, Great gentlemen. Show. Thank, thank you. you, everyone, for listening, and we will see you on the radio next week. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on LockedTalkRadio.com. See you next week.